absolutely live, and I want to welcome everyone who is listening in tonight. This is Talking Shop, and my name is Teresa Reed. I am also known as the Tarot Lady. You can find me at www.thetarotlady.com, and I'm here tonight with my fabulous co-host, Bree. Could you tell people about you? Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you, Miss Teresa, for organizing yet another fabulous show, and for Yolanda for being with us tonight. Very excited. I am Bree Saucy, and you can find me at www.malagroroots.com. Well, I'm I'm very excited about this show, but uh, before we get started on the show, I just want to say to everybody who is listening in tonight, you know, Bree and I are super passionate about our businesses, and we are also very much interested in seeing our peers make it. That is super important. We're not doing these shows just to hear ourselves talk, although I'm a Gemini. I love hearing myself talk. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we, we, we can talk on the phone for a really long time, just with you yeah. up the show. That is true. <laughs> but we really, we're really doing these shows because – you know, there's there's not a lot, I mean, there's a lot of business information out there, but not a lot of it is geared towards people who are doing more mystical, soul-based, metaphysical type business, whatever you want to call it. There's not a lot geared towards us. Uh, a lot of times we are getting advice that really isn't appropriate for our business or or what I found also are there's like a rash of people now coming out and they are claiming that they are you know, I'm now a business expert, and some of them are people who haven't even been in business that long, and they're giving people sometimes some really terrible advice. And the advice that we're giving and the people that we bring on our shows, we work really hard on our own businesses, but we also work hard to vet people to make sure that we are getting you guys some people who are walking their walk and talking their talk. And uh, I, I just want to make sure that, you know, everybody who's listening does understand that, that we really put a lot of thought into this because we want you to succeed. And that's why we bring the very, very best people. So that's my little speech. And, um, you know, Bree, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody what our show is about tonight, what we're going to be talking about, why this show is so important tonight. So I am very excited about tonight's show, um, and this is something that we've wanted to cover for a long time. The title of the show is called Rock Your Referrals, and we will be um, talking about how to get people talking about your business and how to get solid referrals. And this is essential, as I'm sure Yolanda is going to tell us, it's essential for every business, but I find this is especially critical for our business um, because I have entire families that are clients of mine because I read for one person and they referred me to like their mom and their mom's sister and their grandmother and it's awesome and I love it. So I'm, I think this is really, really critical stuff. Um, and so, you know, Teresa, do you have anything to share about referrals in your business? Like how do you agree? Do you think they're super important? Well, am, well absolutely. You know, I've been in business a really long time. I, I've been running my business now for almost 25 years, which is a, a long time to be doing this type of work. And, yeah. you know, when I first started out, it was all word of mouth. And if I didn't have that word of mouth, there would have not, there would not have been a business. 
And my referrals, uh, you know, have really been the thing that has has built my business. So uh, I, I can absolutely say that no matter what kind of gimmicks and techniques people are out there teaching you, you know, nothing beats word of mouth. And so tonight's show, is, we're going to talk a lot about, you know, all the ins and outs of that. And the person that I wanted to bring on for our show tonight uh, is somebody that I have worked with and I love her. And let me just tell everybody a little bit about Yolanda. Yolanda Fascio is a business copywriter and she is a marketing consultant. And by the way, guys, she's in a very male-dominated industry. She works with cars, with Porsches to be uh, exact. Uh, so it's it's real, like super, super male, and I love that. Uh, so she's she's in an unusual industry too. When you think about it, a woman doing something like that—that's that's pretty unique. Um, anyhow, she is also an author, and she has written two ebooks that I really, really love. And I'm going to tell you the titles of both of them because I recommend everybody get on Amazon and grab them. One is called Purpose: Build a Business You Love, and the other one is called and this is her brand new thing, and it's awesome. It's called What to Say, How to Say It, Scripting the Perfect Business Response. Now, let me tell you, I've been using that book. It's amazing. And Yolanda's motto is, I help small businesses and consultants get better sales results online. So welcome to our show tonight, Yolanda. Thank you for being here. Yay, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you for having me. It's uh, very exciting for me. Well, we're we're thrilled because you are absolutely the person. By the way, also for everyone who's listening, Yolanda is, is my um, she's my boundary coach. I've got boundary issues, <laughs> and every time something crazy goes on, I'm like, oh my god, I need to go to Yolanda help. <laughs> so she's good for lots, lots and lots of stuff. So Yolanda, um, why don't you begin by? telling us why word of mouth is so important for biz, even in today's world where everybody's on the Internet. Well, it's interesting because I have really begun to notice uh, as as my working life has changed. When I first started um, working with my family, I still helped uh, run a commercial construction business, and that's sort of where my whole, you know, referral marketing thing started without even knowing it. That's where it began. And in that industry, it's very male-dominated uh, also, uh, so that, that also, you know, <laughs> reflects a lot of the other things I write about. But we never actually marketed anything. I mean, we didn't go out and actively seek customers. Uh, my dad had been doing what uh, he does forever, and when my brother and I came in and we started uh, a business with him, you know, he just had such a reputation that we never actually had to learn about or do marketing. So when I decided to minimize my uh, work there to more of a part-time role and a remote role to start the Porsche-only business, um, that's when I realized that, oh, my God, you know, I guess I need to go out and market. I guess I need to go and find customers. So somebody said, you know, hey, you need to be, you know, putting an ad in the newspaper. And you know, they started giving me all these suggestions about how to get customers. I'm thinking to myself, okay, I only work on one car line, and I live in a huge city, right? Phoenix is the sixth largest city in the country. So I'm going to put an ad in the newspaper, and those, you know, tabs full of Porsche customers are going to find me. 
at the cost, there was no way. There was no way that it made sense. So that's when I realized that we really needed to start thinking about getting customers in a different way. And so that's sort of how referral marketing started for me. And after years of, uh, of doing that and building that business um, with just the two of us, myself running the business and then the person who was my technician uh, doing the automotive repair. And we had some, some, some employees from time to time, but it was really more of a headache than anything. But, you know, we went from zero customers. No one knew who we were. No one knew where we were to a half million dollars in sales, just us two people fixing uh-huh. cars. Uh, and, and that was only like in two years. So, and that's a lot for an automotive repair business. Yeah. So uh, we did that all without ever buying any advertising or doing any real marketing. And so I've noticed now that I'm working more online, uh-huh. uh, doing you know consulting and helping people and the books and stuff, um, at first, I sort of went back into the, the typical marketing mindset. You know, you have to do all of these things to market your business. Uh, and you can certainly get online and read, you know, copy blogger posts until you're blue in the face. But the reality is it all still hinges on who you know, who knows you, and how those relationships uh, help you to get customers. And it's never going to come from a tweet, and it's not going to come from a Facebook post. So, um, or an ad, uh, sadly. So we really, really, really have to continue to explain to people, especially people with small businesses, that referrals and word of mouth is the absolute best way to grow a business because you're spending too much time worrying about uh, social media, which is not a bad thing, or worrying about your website content. It's not a bad thing. You aren't going to get any customers. You're going to be spinning Uh your wheels there. So, um, so yes, I think today it's even more important because, uh, especially for people who are online, it's such a noisy world that the only way to get through is to have someone talking about you, and that is really the basis of how you build uh, referrals. Hmm. Right it. on. I totally agree. Yeah. What do you think, Bree? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I I – just I can't agree you know stronger than that I think that that's absolutely right I've I've seen that again and again you know somebody gives me a shout out um, or you know sends someone to me I have a client that I love and you know sales jump I just I I love it so yeah I, I think that it's very effective and you make a very interesting point too you know social media I do a lot on social media but, you know, if you're only on social media saying, here's my business, here's my business, here's my business, and you don't have anyone out there saying, wow, had a great reading from Bree Saucy, or, oh, my God, Yolanda has really helped me with an issue. You know, if people don't see that, don't you think, Yolanda, that then they just think you're talking in the wind? Yes, absolutely. And and not everyone is, not all of your customers are on social media. You know, going back to the Porsche business and, just to make clear to people, I, I no longer run that business. I sold my uh, interest in it, um, and I now have two technicians, and we work on even higher-end cars. So now we're dealing with Rolls-Royce and Bentley and Ferrari and Lamborghini and Lotus and all those really high-end cars. There's even fewer of those cars uh, mm-hmm. out there. Uh, yeah. And as I've begun to do that and I've morphed, you know, my my services, because as you know, I do a lot, a lot of stuff, um, yeah, I find that 
not everyone is out there to talk about you. Certainly not all the people that I ever uh, helped with a Porsche are on social media. In fact, mm-hmm. I don't think I know a single one uh, who mm-hmm. would go on and say, you know, best service ever. Um, but, you know, one afternoon uh, there was a guy who had gone to get uh, a sandwich or something. He's sitting at the, one of these outdoor mall things that we have here, and he's having a sandwich. And the guy drives by in the 9-11 and, and um, says, hey, where's the cigar shop? And the guy says, you know, oh, I think it's right around the you know, corner, nice car, you know, I have a 911 too. Oh, really? And they start talking. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, I get all my work done, you know, over at uh, Exotic Motor Works. And the guy's like, oh, you're kidding. I get all my work done there too, you know. Uh-huh. And so these are the ways in which, you know, referrals happen and relationships happen, people in the Porsche Club talking to other people in the Porsche Club. We went out to the, the track regularly and participated in, any kind of event we could so that we could meet people, right, and and get them talking about us. And so, yes, social media is great. I love social media. But it doesn't always have the same power uh, that a word-of-mouth referral does. Um, and certainly, you know, this is what I see, and I, I want to hope that you don't do this. This is what I see on social media, Facebook included. Um, I just had a wonderful talk with one of my very best clients. They're so awesome. So who cares? Really what I know want to know is why your mm-hmm. customers are saying that about you. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Why, why is your customer on Facebook saying, oh, my God, I just had a wonderful session with so-and-so? Um, that's, that's a referral. That's a real testimonial to how good your work is. And, and that, you know, and well, and we'll go through some tactics you know, some tactics about it. But, yes, I think that, you know, social media is great, but it is not – it's not enough. It's not yeah. enough. There are too many, many voices out there, way too many voices. Well, that brings us to our our next question, which is, you know, what is the best way to get people to pass on your name? You know, what what what's the easiest way? What are the what do we need to be thinking about when we're working with someone and we want to have an eye to referrals? Right. Well, one of the things I talk about um, a lot in, and I have a course, obviously, for this referral marketing, because there's some specific steps that you can go to. One of the first things that I talk about is you need to get people talking about you, right? And the only way to do that um, that's going to get you customers is if it's in a really good way. And now, let's face it, I mean, how many businesses have you gone to in the last week that you're going to talk about, right? Right? Have you had mm-hmm. any experiences, right? Um, one experience I've had in the last couple of weeks uh, is we have a Sonic on the corner not far from my house. And so the dogs and I jump in the car and we'll drive over to the Sonic just so that I can get, you know, a drink or ice cream. And the whole point of this exercise is we get to the drive through I open the windows, and the dogs hang out. And as soon as we get to picking up the drink, they come with dog bones. Aw, I love it. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now I'm talking about Sonic. Not because Sonic has great food or great drinks or is anything special, other than the fact that they pay attention that when I'm in that drive-thru, I have two dogs in the car, and they roller skate out and bring me dog bones. That's huge, right? Now I'm starting right. to talk about Sonic. And, and so it doesn't have to be anything uh, remarkably big. It just has to be something remarkable, right, something different, something that stands out, something that no one else is taking the time to do, 
and that's give me some dog bones. I mean, really? It's not a, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not a lot, but I'm talking about it. Mm-hmm. So one of the first things is you got to get people talking about you. Um, another thing is you need to solve big problems. So it's easy enough for us as, you know, service providers uh, to go out and solve problems for people. People ask us to solve them every day, no matter what it is that we're providing. Um, in our commercial construction business, we do commercial millwork. So that's like casework, uh, wood casework fixtures. And it's all custom. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's not like your local Starbucks or anything like that. Uh, we do, you know, specialty banks and we do Neiman Marcus department stores and we do uh, high-end hotels and stuff. So it's all very custom. And when they come to us for that millwork, and the reason they come to us for that is because they don't just get a finished product, right? We go above and beyond to make sure that that product is better than anything else you're going to get anyplace else. We do freebies. Uh, we do a lot of extras uh, for designers and architects. Uh, we'll rework budgets. We'll do a lot of stuff for free to make sure that their experience in working with us as a subcontractor is pain-free. Same uh-huh. thing with the car. Someone comes and they say, I've taken my car to 15 different places. No one can figure out what's wrong with it. Okay, well, we figured out what was wrong with it. And, yes, we couldn't charge for every single hour we spent diagnosing that car. But who's not going to talk about the shop that fixed the problem that no one else could fix? Uh-huh. Right. Right? Who's who's not going to talk about the show? We actually drove a customer's Porsche from Phoenix to San Francisco and back to diagnose the problem because we could not find it sitting in our shop for two months. And the customer said, look, drive it up to this show. I'm going to trailer my other car. Let's see if we can figure it out. And when we got to San Francisco, <laughs> we suddenly jumped in the car. It wouldn't start. We fixed the problem in five minutes. And, and it was something simple but it was not diagnosable until the car actually failed. And so it took all that time. But, I mean, we gave up, you know, whatever, four or five days um, and drove up there and came back just because uh, we wanted to diagnose this problem and fix fix the customer's car. And so that is something that you talk about, right? That's a story that that customer continues to tell. Uh, And that's what makes for a super good referral. So one of the things I like to point out uh, and I am sure that all of your people um, recognize this, that you have to do great work. You can't just do good work, and you can't just do work. Uh-huh. It has to really be great. It has to go above and beyond. I mean, I don't know anybody who cares about their customers more than Teresa. It comes through. <laughs> um, it, everything that she does and says, you know, it's just it emanates out of her, and that that's the kind of business you want to have. It's the kind of person you want to be as a business owner. So you want to solve the problems um, that other people don't want to solve. Right on. Yeah. And you know absolutely. that that's very that's a really important advice because you know, um, for example, I'm going to use my dentist as my example, and Bree knows I've got a problem mouth. <laughs> Bree and I have had discussions about my problem mouth, and I've had horrific dental experiences, and then I finally got introduced to Dr. Dewan. Uh, here in Milwaukee, and I went in there just terrified because of all the horrendous experiences. And his staff and the the way they treat you and how kind they are to somebody as fearful as me, they were able to reassure me that we're going to get all these problems fixed. 
and they got all the problems fixed. And then this year or last year I decided I wanted to close my gap. So they referred me to the orthodontist that they work with, Dr. Olson. And Dr. Olson, like Dr. Dewan, you walk in, you feel like you're safe and cared for. They go above and beyond to make sure that they have that feeling. I mean, hey, you even get a neck wrap, a scented neck wrap when you're getting <laughs> when you're getting yes. your teeth clean. And you know, I, I refer so many people to my dentist because I can tell them that he fixed my problems. He's kind. His staff is super professional. Uh, you go in there and, you know, it's perfect, da-da-da-da-da. And then the orthodontist, I had a problem there, and he fixed everything. And, you know, just these wonderful experiences have I, – I, I probably, you know, sent these – these guys enough business to, you know, help fund the office for a couple of years <laughs> because they're just that good. So, yeah, when people go above and beyond the call, when they really care and they show they care, um, you just can't help but want to pass their name on. Yep. I'm very powerful. Yeah. And, and, you'll get, and you get great customers that way, just like, you know, the comment you're making about referring other people to them, and that, or your dentist referring you to another service provider who was yes. just as great. Um, and that's one of the things when we got to the point where we could turn away business, and I began to sort of market us as a you know by referral only business. And what that meant was you could ask for an appointment, you could call or send an email, but you didn't get one unless someone referred you, and unless you had you know one of our customers say, "Hey, I sent this person," uh-huh. because I learned that. Great customers send great customers, right? Uh-huh. I mean, yes. it's beautiful. Um, they weed out the problem people. They know how you work. They already know what you charge. They already know what to expect, and they can do all of that for you before the person even calls. So when the person calls and says, hey, Jack said to come and get my car fixed with you guys, he already knows what you charge. He already knows how he's going to be taken care of. He he has a lot of questions already answered, so there's no there's none of that struggle with you know what's your hourly shop rate you know it's it's uh-huh. none of that happens because they don't care they know that they're going to come they're going to get taken care of uh, and everything's going to go smoothly so um, that's really powerful also making sure that you know when people are referring you who are those people that are referring you right uh-huh. mhm mhm well I have to ask both you and Bree something now. Um, because, of course, this is weird work. <laughs> and, you know, we, <laughs> we sometimes uh, get very interesting people in the door. Yes, we do. So uh, I want to ask both of you this. Do you find that most of the time your best clients come through word of mouth, and do you sometimes get some of the worst people coming from your referrals, and how do you deal with that? That's a good one. That's a good question. You know, I don't have, I just don't have bad clients. I I really love my clients. I mean, now I should knock on wood, right, because as soon as I say it, I'll get one. But my clients are amazing. My students are amazing. I, I, you know, most of them have come to me by word of mouth, and I think that that is, as Yolanda is saying, I think that's a big part of the reason why they're so high quality. And I haven't had to deal with any shenanigans in a while. Um, you know, when I do, I, there was a period, though, where there was one person 
who would refer people to me. And after the after like the third time, I read for a different person all that had been referred by this other person. I started to see a pattern and what they were wanting and what they were expecting and how there was a real badness of fit there between what I provide and what they were after. Mm-hmm. And so after that, when somebody was like, oh, so-and-so referred me, you know, I, I would be, I would, I would take extra care with the courtship phase, you know, well, before you book, let me make it really clear how I work, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right and on. That's perfect. That's perfect. Oh, yay. Yes. Okay, good. Gold star. Yeah. And, well, Yolanda, you know, have you ever had really crummy people come because of uh, oh, word of mouth? Yes. Oh, yes. And, you know, <laughs> uh, right before I did um, a live workshop for Pam Slim's uh, Power Boost Live people, I, I had a really horrible customer come. And it was funny because I got to tell this story during that. And this was a, a referral workshop. But, yes, there are terrible customers that come from um, great customers because those customers are your fans and they are so much your fans that they want to help you. They want <laughs> to see you succeed. Um, they know you're great. They think the entire world should know how great you are. So, yes, they will send you people from time to time that aren't a correct mix. And so what you do is you go back to them and you say, hey, thank you for the referral, however. Um, and you let them know why that may not have been a good referral. Uh-huh. And in some of these cases, yes, I have fired those very referred customers. So, um, yes, I generally go back to the person and say, hey, thanks for the referral. It didn't work out. Here's why. Um, uh-huh. You know, And they usually will get it. They'll see right away how it was a bad fit, and, and they will know that we appreciate the referrals, but can they screen? <laughs> screen a little bit, right? You know? Yes. <laughs> um, and that's... That leads us back to, um, it's funny because I've been reworking my website, this sort of medium under construction, uh, and, you know, I offer so many different services, and and the reason is uh, because I've been in business for a long time. I hate to say that I've been running businesses for more than 20 years, and I I haven't had, like, a real job in, like, I don't know how long, Mm -hmm. Um, and so... Because they are, you know, the construction business can be quite quite big. We, we get very big contracts, um, and we have just, you know, survived a, a pretty horrible recession. Mm. Uh, and then the car thing is, you know, more of a one-on-one thing. It's not big projects. Stuff. And then working, you know, doing some copywriting for a client or doing um, some scripting for a client or something, you know, it, it all comes back to all of these things that I've done allow me to share on so many different levels. Um, not just one. And so when you say, you know, how, you, what do you do when you get a terrible, you know, client? Um, because it's going to happen, and Teresa and I have talked about this quite a bit. Um, uh-huh. You can't you can't stop it from happening. It's going to happen no matter, you know, how hard you try. But this comes back to the boundaries issue, uh, and that is about, you know, setting boundaries for yourself. What is acceptable and not acceptable in a customer? Uh-huh. And once you know what that is, making that clear. Um, and that's, that's you know, kind of where the scripting thing sort of came from because, you know, when I did the boundaries class that I did a couple years ago, I realized that I, I thought that everybody sort of pre-scripted everything out in advance before talking to someone like I do. Apparently not. So <laughs> I realized that was 
part of the problem. Um, and uh, and so I said, oh, well, this is this is this is why you're struggling, right? So what you have to do is you have to decide in advance. I this customer is just not acceptable to me. I'm, I don't. It's a non-negotiable. I don't want to work with a customer who, you know, whatever. We'll we'll use one of our Porsche customers. I don't want to work with a, a Porsche customer who is driving a brand new Porsche because that's right. not my customer. My customer is the pride of ownership customer, the customer that loves her car, worked countless years to get it, wants to keep it pristine, doesn't matter if it's from 1960 or if it's from 1980 or if it's from 2000, whatever it is, they, it's beautiful, they love it, that's our customer. So mm-hmm. how do I get away from working with that customer? Um, because I don't want to just have someone call me and, and say, I drive a 2014 you know, Cayenne and I live in a mansion. Can you work on my car? And say, oh, no, I don't work with people who live in mansions. So you can't really do it that way. What you have to do is you have to do it in your marketing materials. So even though we're talking about referrals, right, you still have to have marketing materials. You have to have the web page and you have to have a brochure or you have to flyer or cards or whatever it is. And on that material, that's where you help people self-select. That's what a tagline is for, and taglines are extremely misunderstood. They should not be cute. They should not be clever. They should tell the customer what you do, how you do it, and who you want to do it with so that they can decide before whether or not they fit the bill. Uh And when we, you know, our tagline was premium Porsche service, very simple. But the premium told people right away that it wasn't going to be like a Midas oil change for $25. Right? right, so you're still going to have to pay two hundred dollars for oil change because that's what it costs. Uh-huh. So you can help people self-select with the language that you use on your website and your marketing materials, even you know on your messages, your voicemail messages. And we, I think we talked about this, Teresa. How do you tell people how you want to work? Because um, I think you were answering the phone live a yeah. lot, and I think you've changed that. So uh, we talked about how can I let them know this is how I work, so that I don't have to, you know, deal with this part of it. And you do it by making a script that works. You tell people right in that answering machine message, you know, this is how I schedule people. This is the process I use, you know, that kind of thing. Dan Kennedy, a master marketer, uh, he never answered the phone live, never. And he would say, I don't answer the phone live. Uh-huh. You know, you are not, I'm not going to answer the phone. You have to leave a message. Uh, uh-huh. And so people got they they got it in their heads that this is the way he does business. Um, and so I kind of adopted that for a long time where I just would not answer the phone live. I waited okay. for someone to leave a message so that I could see what they wanted. That way when I returned the call, I could make the process more productive, more efficient. And I wasn't just yammering on the phone, you know, for hours on end because people will keep you on the phone for hours on end. Uh, even oh, yeah, if they just they want will. to talk <laughs> even if they just want to talk about their muffler. And I had lots of car boyfriends, right? So uh-huh. I had this sort of <laughs> it was just sucking down way too much of my time talking about, you know, this chip and that turbo and whatever. So um, that's how you sort of start to control, you know, who those customers are. You help them uh, self-select by scripting out, you know, who you want that person to be so that they know when they come, that's not them. Uh, and hopefully uh-huh. they will go away. Now, some people don't, but for the most part, people do. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. 
What's the next question that we should ask, Bree? Should we start talking about online stuff? I think so. I think I think that is. You know, I think this is this is really good because we're we're talking about you know setting up boundaries, uh, dealing with customers, working with the phone, um, and you know face to face interactions. But the fact of the matter is that a lot of people, more than ever before, are online and really doing business online. And so, how important for you, Yolanda, are online testimonials and reviews? Oh, I think it's huge. I think, you know, if I decide I want to go investigate someone, if I, you know, get to their webpage for whatever reason, you know, I, I want to know what they're made of. And so mm-hmm. I think um, having testimonials, um, I think having people talk about you is very important. And, you know, one of the things that you have to remember is that these things happen over time. They don't happen overnight. So. Yeah. You know, someone starts talking about you, but we might need to hear about you three or four or five times before we go and investigate. And that is one of the more difficult uh, growing pains of having an online business, having any kind of business, um, learning to have patience. Um, Because no business is, you know, it just doesn't happen overnight like, you know, they show you in the big magazines. Um, For every one of those wonderful success stories, there are thousands of others um, struggling along trying to make it. And so um, that's a really important factor about growing a business, um, having patience. And it's hard. I, I'm not, you know, the most patient person either, but um, depending on how much time you can devote to it um, and, and how much work you're willing to put in and what types of work um, really determine how quickly you can grow your business. And so, um, yes, I think online is important. And, and, you know, before we move into the next question. I have a question. Yes. And that is, that is, what is the thing that your people struggle with the most in trying to grow uh, their businesses? And, you know, for me, a widget is a widget is a widget. Yes, you know, I have to learn how to do different kinds of skills for different kinds of businesses um, and in different business functions. Uh, but... Um, Business is still essentially very much the same, and especially if it's a service business. Um, I love non-service business. You know, you want my stuff? Great. Send me uh-huh. the PayPal money, and I'll ship it. Um, right. But, but that's really not the kind of businesses that we are working in. Right. Um, and so um, so I wonder what are the biggest challenges that your your people face? Because really, you know, if we're going to spend time talking about referrals, you know, I'm – you know, obviously we have a little giveaway for them later that you're going to tell them about. but And that's going to give them a really great foundation. Right. Uh, and, and anybody who wants to step it up can go to my website. There's a tab that says courses, and they can take the course. That's and, a given, right? And, and that's real, not a pitch. That's just what it is. But real quick, it is, and it's awesome. I've just been looking at your website. I love it. I, I love how plain spoken you are. You know, you just don't find that anymore. And my dad is an old school track businessman and I'm like I, I see I, I see it's like you know business in the world I like it <laughs> right and for everybody who is listening her website is at www.yolandasacio.com let me spell that too it's y-o-l-a-n-d-a f-a-c-i-o dot com so you can find her and, there and with the launch of this newest book, you know, I'm positioning myself more as a writer uh, mm-hmm. than anything else, more as a writer and a consultant, um, because, you know, just from our conversation, you can see, I, yeah, I could write a sales page for you, and 
yeah, I can help you script something. And yeah, but how do you tell people that you can do these things, right? I mean, it's so overwhelming the number of different processes that it takes uh, to run a business. And I, I help people do all of those. So um, I'm always open to questions. Um, and that's why the, the website kind of looks like it's in flux. Because uh, I'm kind of like, I have way too many. I wear, wear way too many hats, I think. <laughs> yeah, actually, Bree and I Jack of all trades that. <laughs> totally. So, so Yolanda, you asked us about what is it that our people are needing the most. Um, so, Bree, when people come to you, for, and I'm, I'm assuming you're asking about when people come to us for business advice, right, Yolanda? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm under the impression that, you know, having this conversation is geared towards helping yes. people to, to grow their business. And so, and so, you know, from your experience, because I know that you, you both uh, help people to start and grow these types of businesses, what are their greatest struggles when it comes to um, trying to get off the ground as it relates, you know, to marketing? Because marketing is the single biggest thing that you will do in your business ever. Yes. Right? Yes. You know, I'm, I'm a specialist in operations. I'm really good at, you know, figuring out, you know, how to get through a project, how to figure out how to tell people, you know, how we're going to do things, the scripting part, the decisiveness, you know, the problem solving. Um, but ultimately, um, and all those things are great. They help people a lot. But really, you need to market. That's the single yeah. biggest thing that you need to do for any business. Um, and I suspect yeah. that most people stumble in that area. I, I would say so. I mean, I definitely know. I would say that there's two things in, in our industry that I hear about a lot. Um, and, and they both have to do with marketing and, you know, and how to find clients. I mean, that's always the question for somebody who's brand new out the gate at 28 starting their business. You know, how, where are the people? You know, where where are they? Um, and, and, you know, when I started, I started with a very strong network of supporters who basically told me that I should start doing this, and they gave me my first referrals, and then those referrals – gave me other referrals, and that was how my business grew. And I've been in business for uh, yeah. five years full-time. Uh -huh. I, I did this work, you know, on a part-time basis, but really full-time I've been in business for five years, and every year, you know, the business has done better and better and better. Um, and, and so I think where you find the clients, and then also in our industry, there there's also a real question about how do I – you know, how do I present what it is that I do? You know, we, we have a lot of sacred artists. So we have people who read tarot. We have people who do astrology. We have people who do these more fringy, um, used to be thought of as esoteric. I think we're starting to really see how they're integrated into the mainstream. Um, you know, they have these kinds of talents. And so there's a real question of how do I talk about that in a way that both differentiates myself from every other tarot reader out there, every other astrologer out there you know Teresa um, has just gone uh, on this awesome uh, scavenger hunt finding all of these people who ripped off her copy because it's yeah. so good you know like, so <laughs> this, is a, this is an issue you know it's like how do, how do I present myself as yet another tarot reader but you know this is my way of doing it it's very unique mm -hmm. that that is the other big challenge that I see but at the end at the same time not making it sound so way out in left field that I'm not going to get any clients or I'm only going to get, you know, a certain kind of client that I can't really work with or whatever. Right. So I would say right. those two things for me. Right what about you, Teresa? Like, what do you think? When, when I'm working with people, there's um, 
there's actually three things that I deal with. This, uh, uh, the one thing is, of course, um, the marketing thing. How do I get myself out there and get people to find me? So I, I get that a lot. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I, I find I deal with a lot are people who have money mindset issues who are really afraid to charge a living wage, and they feel guilty, and they feel uh, – so I, I have to do a lot of times a lot of work around that. And the final thing is I get people who are terrified of technology, which I think is – and they're terrified of Internet business and social media. So I actually get three-pronged approach there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, um, yeah, I'm afraid of media. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's very interesting to to help somebody to overcome these money fears and to help them overcome the fear of technology. And then there's a lot of I, I think basically what it boils down to is one thing: I deal with a lot of fear-based entrepreneurs who really yeah. want to be doing this, but they have a lot of things that hold them back, and they're scared. Um, they're really scared about doing it. Well, and I'm going to be mm-hmm. – <laughs> just raises a really interesting question because the two guys that I work with now are, um, you know, pretty high-end technicians, and they're working on really expensive cars. And, uh, and uh, you know, I don't want to stereotype, but people who have those kinds of cars typically have money because they know how to negotiate, right? They know mm-hmm. how to get a better price. And so when they come back crying – okay, so, so, so somebody's Ferrari is on the rack, and – they call and say, oh, my God, really, it's going to be $2,000. Gosh, you know, is there any way you can help me? And you're thinking, really? Um, that's what I'm thinking. But my guys are thinking, wow, you know, yeah, maybe we should help him out because he'll probably send us customers. Nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is mm-hmm. a long thought process, right? Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it's, it's very common. I find that it is very, very common. Taking money is really, really, really hard for people. Um, and there are some of us who it's not hard for at all. And it doesn't mean we're hardcore. Um, right. And it doesn't mean, yeah, we're scary capitalists or anything. It just means that we understand that if we go to the grocery store and buy a bag of apples and get to the counter, we can't say, gee, can I get like a couple pennies off this? We can't. Right. And so right. Why, why is it okay then for, you know, someone else to nickel and dime us? Why? 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 So, one of my rules, and I told this to the guys, and they just kind of laughed at me, but one of my rules, uh, and this is a really important one, you got to walk the walk, talk the walk, walk the walk, right? Whatever it is, mm-hmm. got to do it, okay? So if I don't want someone coming and beating up on me about price, that means that I must go out into the world and not beat people up on price, right? Mm-hmm. It's pretty simple. But when I negotiate with someone on price, I am extremely fair. I, if I don't like the price, I go someplace else. I don't stand yes. there and say, look, you need to give it to me cheaper. Because um, I think it's a karma thing. You know, I don't want to get all woo-woo-y, but it is a karma thing. If you put that out into the world, right, it's an advertisement for go ahead and ask the same of me. Yes. So, I agree. And by the way, you're, you can, you're in the right place to get woo-woo, Yolanda. <laughs> oh, very much. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> And when we combine the woo with cold, hard cash, like, we're so happy. Our hearts are <laughs> But, you know, I think you're totally right. That deal-seeking mentality, I never do that. I want quality. Yes. I'd rather pay more for quality. I don't care. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if I don't like the price, because, I mean, granted, I you can sometimes get the same TV at three different places for three different prices. Pick a place, buy a TV. In the end, you know, the 10 or $20 that you save, Really, you know, 
What is it worth to you? And what is right. the energy stamp that you're leaving on that? So are you going to go to Best Buy or are you going to go to the mom and pop shop and pay $20 more? Right? Because right. the next time you go to the mom and pop shop and you have a problem, there's somebody there that's going to hold your hand and give you that specialized treatment. So I really think that that, you know, that there's a karma involved in how do you conduct yourself, right? It goes out and that's what you reap. So the first way to stop it, obviously, is to be firm about your prices and um, be stand up when you go and buy something from someone else, a service from someone else. Yeah. Um, you know, don't cry about the price. I love that. Um, Absolutely. But there's a lot of, I agree. Yeah, there's a lot of money. You know, money, money is a big thing for people. Um, social media and technology, clearly you don't need social media and technology to run a successful business. Family business, we've been around for 20 years. In Three years ago when all the shops in town and in our general vicinity on the West Coast were closing down because they had no work, uh, we were just like struggling to get through. Um, I didn't think we were going to make it. And truth be told, I said, we should just shut the doors now because we are spending money to stay here but not making any money. Uh Um, But Mm -hmm. my dad, pretty diehard, uh, old school, he was not going to give up. Uh Uh, And so we continued. And now we're, you know, we just finished a $100,000 project. We've got a $300,000 project in the uh, works. And these are like three or four months long projects. We're back up to like 10 employees. We're doing well again. And so we managed to get through it. And I'll tell you, if you can get through that, you can get through a lot because it is extremely stressful, very stressful. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we never marketed, we never, none of, and we, we don't have a web page, okay? You know, my dad does not even know how to use a computer. <laughs> uh, I carry the laptop over and I show him a picture of a drawing and take it um, and, and he'll say, well, you know, can you get on that Twitter thing and look up what I'm like that? It would be cool. <laughs> so, uh, and so, you know, it, you don't need it, right? You don't need it. So it's okay if you want to be afraid of it. You don't need it, but it helps. I mean, there's certain parts of the technology world that you really have to become accustomed to. One of them is Skype. The other one is email. You have uh-huh. to be able to communicate with people, you know. That's that's a big one. So you have to learn the basics. Um, but definitely, you know, if you don't, you know, if you're going to be a local business, eh, you don't necessarily need a website. You can survive. Um, and granted, the family is so international. You know, we've done um, hotels in Aruba, um, and we don't have a website. So it can be done. Um, so I think it's okay not to be, you know, it's okay to be scared of it. But I think in some ways, yes, there are certain things you need to have. Absolutely. Uh, certain things that you need to. And here's the thing. Understand what your limitations are. If you are not, if you, and here's, this is a big one, because I'm an introvert, a huge introvert. I know that about myself. I know that I can get dressed and uh, be ready to go to a networking event, get in the parking lot, and then, like, not get out of the car and just go ahead and come home. Because, you know, I've got dogs and ice cream and Sonic dog bones waiting for me. So I understand that limitation. And that means that I have to uh, do my work in different ways, market in different ways that make sense for me. And so uh, if you are going to be technology shy, then you have to understand the consequence of that and work around it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that's the only thing I can say. Um, but the biggest thing is, you know, getting customers. Um, yeah, that's a big thing for everyone. I mean, I, I can't – all I can say is the more commoditized your business is, the easier it is to get work, uh-huh. to get customers. So I'm fixing cars. You know, people have broken cars. Um, you know, you can't 
you, you, you could really be horrible and fail at getting customers. Um, but, like, if you're a plumber and you're out of work, you're really doing something wrong. Um, right. When it comes to the kinds of service businesses, service businesses like yours, even service businesses like my consulting, like, oh, my God, how many consultants are out there? How many writers are out there? How many marketers are out there? How many people are out there that say they can do whatever they can do? Um, and, yes, you do need to be different. But I think that one of the things, and I've struggled with my, this myself, so I think that um, – because I fall prey sometimes to the marketing, canned marketing advice, but I think you have to learn how to become yourself. And I wrote a post about that last week um, because I think it's so important to understand what that means. Um, uh-huh. You have to be able to take what you see out in the world that's working, and you have to be able to make it yours. Yeah. I love you that. Can't, you can't be a basketball player and say, I am going to be – Kobe, whoever his last name is, basketball player. Because, see, I don't watch basketball. <laughs> um, we'll use something better. Dario Frankie. Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. Who we're rooting for. But, you know, if you say, I'm, I'm going to be just like, you know, Prince or whoever. And you right. go out and you plan on doing everything exactly like they've done. Because that was successful. It will not work. Right. It will not work. Um, even if you say I'm going to do it a little bit different, it will not work. Uh, you have to be you first. Um, and I think that that's one of the things that is always interesting to me when I get feedback. Uh, my website does not tell you uh, anything about my plain spoken sort of forthright sort of tell it like it is philosophy. Um, and it certainly doesn't it prepare you uh, for the Yolanda that you get when you're talking to me, right? Um, because it's difficult. It is very hard to portray yourself um, well with pictures and words online. Uh-huh. Um, and, and it's true of, of everyone. So the biggest thing you can do is start by being yourself as much as possible in all the things that you do. Uh, because I know even before I had an opportunity to speak with Teresa one-on-one, um, I had no idea uh, – what she was really, really like um, until I really talked to her. Uh, right. And then I got this huge dose of, like, Teresa the magic, and then I'm like, whoa, this is like a, a person. This is like a person. This is like a whole personality. Uh, and it changes your perspective. So any way that you can make that connection, that's how you're going to get customers. Uh, and so that means that as an introvert, and I, I suspect that many of your people are probably more introverted than not, Yep, we have a lot of introverts in our industry, absolutely. Yeah, uh, and I do, you know, if you decide you want to follow me on Facebook, um, I have started a Facebook group called the Introverts Lounge for introverted people so that we can talk about these things that we struggle with, uh, like getting out of the car uh, and going to a networking uh, meeting. But, yeah, you got to meet people then face-to-face so that they can know you and mm-hmm. know who you are. Um, I think video is a good way to do that, um, but I, you know, I don't. I'm not a fan of video. I suspect you're probably not a fan of video either, because we're now putting ourselves out there in a whole other way that um, makes us vulnerable. Um, and so, uh, if you want to get clients, you, you have to meet clients, meet prospective clients. It doesn't matter if you do it locally, face to face, over coffee, 
at a small group thing, maybe you take an art class, uh, maybe you go on a local hike so that you can meet other people, and maybe it's online. I mean, you can meet a tremendous number of people just paying attention and participating in Facebook groups uh, because they are, you know, a lot more personal than you think. People, I have yeah. made a tremendous number of friends, uh, people that I really strongly call friends um, through social media. Uh, and those people have helped me, uh, you know, get my books out there. And some of these people I have never met face-to-face. I have talked to them on Skype, though. I've seen their faces. Uh, I've talked to them on the phone. I've heard their voices. Uh, and there's a tremendous amount of power that comes from that. So if you're trying to get customers and you want and you, and you, you're not sure what to do, then start talking to other people in forms that make sense. Get on um, Google. Do a Google Hangout and tell me more about, why your tarot uh, business is more interesting than Teresa's. Um, or answer my questions. Maybe I don't know how you can help me. How can tarot help me uh, find a new job um, or understand my career path or understand my life path, whatever it is. It's very simple to just start putting it out there um, and just meet, even if you meet two people on a Google Hangout and you talk to them, if you connect with them and they connect with what you are saying, you will start to get a customer that way. And if you do it every single week, it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger as people talk. So, you know, do things that you can do that don't devalue your service. Do not give away free readings. I agree. Uh, in, I agree, too. Yeah, Amen. Instead, yeah, instead, <laughs> do, <laughs> instead, do things for free that introduce people to you. So do a Google Hangout. Uh, do a Skype group thing. Uh, do something like that. Uh, do a Facebook group where people can ask questions and you'll answer them. But you're not actually doing a reading or you're not actually providing your specific type of service. Um, they're just getting to learn about you and what you do. And I think um, Fabeco, is it Fabeco? Fabeco. 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 Yeah. We love he him. He does a fantastic do. job of, of doing that very thing by, you know, bringing people into the fold and then gently uh, selling them things. And, and that's how he has built his business. And there's, you know, the reality is if we're going to be in business, we have to understand that people sell. We sell, other people sell to us. Um, right. And I, you know, I didn't know him that well other than just in and around the interwebs. And so I decided to join that group and just see, um, you know, what he was doing and how he was doing it. And it's fascinating to me. Um, he controls it. He's very clear about the boundaries. He's set for his Facebook group. You can't sell anything, but I right. can. Um, and I'm going to sell to you, so it's going to come. Uh, and I'm going to do it respectfully. Um, and then the rest of the time, I'm here for you to help you, and you guys can use this as a platform. Um, and so he's been very generous. So there's lots of ways to meet people, connect with people in a lot of different ways, and, and, and let them get to know you. It's very powerful. Well, Yolanda, we are getting right down to the last few minutes, and that is like such incredible, powerful advice about letting people get to know you. I wanted to um, do two real quick things, um, okay. referral programs, the buy two, get one free things. I don't do that because, uh, you know, one of the things I found is that people then will send you any old buddy just to get a free reading. Do oh, you yeah. think referral programs like that can be bad for business? Buy one, get one. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of those either. I'm not a fan of those either. Uh, I, don't, I think you can reward 
uh, referrals depending on what kind of business you have. Certainly, um, if your product or service is $25, it's really hard to reward someone other than to, you know, give them a small discount next time or something. Um, for us, you know, if somebody came and referred somebody, I would send them a thank you card with a Starbucks card. It was $10. I could afford to do that on any service over $100, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's pretty no-brainer. But depending on how much you're getting, um, you know, it's just the cost of acquiring a customer. How much is it worth it to you? So figure out what makes sense and then reward referrals. But, yeah, I don't – I agree with that kind of, you know, two-for-one kind of, yeah. So I'm let's – yeah, I, 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 Bree, you don't do any of that kind of stuff, do you? Oh no, hell no, no. Okay. Gimmicks don't work. Gimmicks don't work. And I learned this very early on. Um, I was reading something, and I think it was a Dan Kennedy something, um, and it was all about you know you can put services on sale and have the fifty dollar oil change, right? I, I but, hate that. But you know what you're going to get? You're going to get people who want the fifty dollar oil change. Um, All the time. All the time. That's right. So that's why gimmicks, you have to be very careful with gimmicks. I'll tell you what I I love, and I love it when people do it to me. I love it when I do it to other people. I love sending a handwritten thank you note. Um, You know, I love love, it. And it's really easy now to get postcards done with your, you know, your business name, your website, whatever. And then you just send a handwritten note. Thanks so much for, you know, spending that time with me. I really appreciate it. Um, Sending people a gift through snail mail. I think, I I just think that that is such a beautiful personal touch. And then especially if you have an online business, it just, it reminds everyone that this is a real-time interaction happening in the physical world. Yeah. Well, also, so, I, I really like that. Yeah, I agree too because it's that personal touch. It makes people feel again like you're going that extra mile, and that's yeah, that people talking. Yeah. So well, speaking of going the extra mile, Yolanda is gifting um, some really wonderful prizes for people who are listening tonight. Uh, one of them is uh, she's got her Kindle Scripts book that's it's going free today to align with our little talking shop call and the scripts book is fantastic it's what to say and how to say it it's about scripting for your business and i'm going to put a link to this on the facebook page so you guys can click on that today and get that and also i'm going to put uh, a copy of her referral marketing success pdf uh, also in that Facebook events page so that you guys can grab a copy of that as well. And I will make sure, too, Bree, that uh, I get you this information so you can throw it up on your uh, on our archives page, too. These yeah, are really, absolutely. really great gifts. And, Yolanda, um, you know, the scripts book is fantastic. And you want to take a one – got to be real quick because we're coming, like, right down. Uh, you want to take just a minute to tell us about your script book because I think it's so important. Yeah. Um, as we were talking about earlier, you know, just learning how to sort of script things out in advance so that when you are faced with a difficult conversation, you know exactly what you're going to say and how you're going to say it. Uh, most of us stumble through difficult conversations. And, and like I said, I thought people just kind of worked it all out in their heads in advance. Apparently they don't. Uh-uh. Um, and, and I have a, I, I do it. I just, I just go through everything every day, uh, every conversation I'm going to have. And that's kind of how it got started. So um, it, and it, it, the big thing question I was getting was when I said, you know, I fired customers, people were like, well, how do you do that? How do you fire a customer? And I'm like, oh, it's so easy. And so 
that's how this got started. How do, how do you fire someone, still feel good about it, um, leave it to where they don't feel horrible about it because uh, it's not a good experience, um, and that's kind of how this started. So all the scripts in the book are designed to help you sort of get through those types of conversations. So firing a customer, uh, when people are trying to nickel and dime you, uh, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with scope creep? If you're working on a project and people keep saying, can you just add this one little thing, uh, but you you know are assuming they're not going to want to pay. So it, it really deals with a lot of things. It does cover boundaries uh, in, a, in a roundabout way because you really have to know what's important to you before you can go into conversation and negotiate it and know what you're going to say. So um, that's kind of what it's all about. There's lots of great info in there. And I think at some point I'm going to have a, a class um, to do, you know, because I think it would be fun to kind of like help people script things out live because that's like the really kind of fun thing about it when you hear about people's horrible customer experiences like Teresa's. And then you get that. <laughs> I'll be the first in line on that class. And so everybody who is listening, I'm going to make sure that you get the links on that Facebook event page because you're going to want that scripts book. It's, again, it's going to be free today. Um, and, and you're going to, to all – it's, it's going to be free for the next couple of days because I knew oh, this good. was going to be late and not everybody would be able to, to grab it. And, and normally it's two ninety nine, but that's clearly not the point. It's free. Download it on your Kindle, read it on your iPad, whatever. It's free. So go grab it for the next few days. Right, and I'll make sure also there's, uh, uh, you guys are going to get that PDF. It'll be right in that Facebook event page, and eventually it will also be on my archives page of Talking Shop. You know, this was a really great show, Yolanda, and we want to thank you for really giving everybody who's listening tonight so much information. Uh, where can people find you again? Uh, they can find me on the webpage at www.yolandafacio.com. And if you are on the Facebook group, just go there. I'll make sure I put the, that on there. And then you can just any any of your peeps can send me a question via email anytime. I you know I'm you know I'm open to answering questions. So yes, and Yolanda is my go-to person. This is this is my boundary coach. So she's great at copywriting. She's great at scripts. She's really good at helping you to get a little bit tougher because some of us metaphysical people are softies. So Bree. <laughs> Uh, and I know Brie could be really kind of like hardcore and tough, but Brie, what is what, what is going to be what is our show for next month? I I just I'm dying about this one too. Tell everybody what so we got coming up. So this is going to be awesome, and you know we like all of these shows. I think it's like math except better, you know, because it doesn't suck. Um, they they're it's cumulative. So you know, tonight we've talked about referrals. Tomorrow, next month, we are going to be. And this will be Wednesday, June 25th at 8 p.m., of course. We're going to talk with Heather Lee Navarre of the Boston Tea Room about how to build a brick-and-mortar business. This is a dream that a lot of people have, a lot of readers have. You know, how do you do a brick-and-mortar business? I had a brick-and-mortar business. It was a bookstore in San Francisco for three years, and it is awesome, and it is tricky. And so this is going to be a great show. I'm super excited about it. Right, and Heather Lee has had a very, very successful business, so yeah, this, she is, has. She this is, is going to be a great show. Woman. Right. Yeah. So, again, Yolanda, thank you so much for spending your evening with us. Um, this has just been great. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being so generous. Thank you. It's been a blast. I loved it. Thank you, Yolanda. I loved meeting you. Air quotes around that. <laughs> <laughs> And for everyone who's listening in, again, don't forget to tune into our show uh, next month. And I'm Teresa Reed. 
you can find me at www.thetarolady.com. And Bree, what about you? I'm Bree Saucy, and you guys can find me at www.milagroroots.com. I hope you all have a beautiful evening and happy new.